today we are here with uh, Mr. KC from Singapore. Uh, he is currently managing a construction company, but he studied electrical engineering and NTU. So, uh, Mr. KC, can you describe a little bit about uh, life as an engineering student in NTU? Sure. So, I'm here, here today for a casual chat on what I've done before. Uh, I remember back in those days when I was in NTU, I was an electrical and electronic engineering student or undergrad. Uh, so, I did four years in uh, NTU for electrical and electronics. And uh, what I can recall is that I think the most interesting part of that was uh, our final year project. Of course, it was not a solo project. I did it with a project partner. Uh, it was on uh, direct spec spectrum, direct spec spectrum uh, uh, technique for encoding or transmission, wireless transmission. So back then, I think it was uh, something still quite new. I think that was like 30 years ago. So we were doing some research on that. So the interesting part of that is that uh, we get to do uh, codings and building hardware uh, on prototypes, electronic prototypes. And uh, wow, that was a, a great experience because we actually spent one whole year of a lot of sleepless night during that. <laughs> That's great. And uh, when did you decide that uh, you're going to be an engineer or uh, what field of engineering? Okay, that decision didn't come naturally. What happened is that because I'm a person who likes to make things happen, so uh, for example, when I was uh, younger, even before the university days, I liked to play games on computer. Even back then, there was some simple games like dogfight and uh, all kinds of stuff. So uh, after some time playing games, it started me thinking, how to make those games rather than just enjoy playing it. So that started off my uh, first instinct, or you can call it that way, that I wanted to be an engineer in that sense. But along the way, of course, when I look at a computer, then I got interested in how people build those computers that you can run software or even make games on. So I, I got even more interested into uh, hardware and software at the same time. That's very interesting. And uh, what is it that you love most about engineering? Uh, okay, still this has to be related to what I've done last time because uh, uh, what I started off is when I look at the hardware and software, all those stuff, and then I got more interested in it. And when I worked as a real engineer back then, the real sense of achievement is when you complete a project and you see a product working right in front of you after like um, six months of intensive testing and that was once if even more interesting there was a product sitting in in a shopping center that I do remember that the firmware was written by not just me my by my team but of course I have a bigger hand in it and it's actually a real product selling in a supermarket I think that's the biggest achievement. So in engineering, really what you're looking at is uh, besides monetary rewards, is that kind of uh, reward that comes from when you finally finish a project or completed a product and you literally see it in the market. Hmm. That's great. And uh, having spent a lot of time in the industry, you graduated from the Nanyang Technological University over 30 years ago. 
what do you think are the biggest differences between engineering decades ago and engineering today? Uh, I've been reading news. I'm still trying to catch up with what's going on, uh, even though I'm not in the electronics engineering uh, field anymore. Um, I think the biggest difference is that uh, in the olden days, we actually built a lot of things from scratch. Even we go into firmware like assembly language and C language orders. Then we control things, uh, electronic stuff over those uh, with microcontrollers. Uh, but I do say things now, uh, technology is ever-changing and evolving. So right now, what we are looking at, uh, the latest like IoT, AI, 5G orders, it was not even mentioned back then. But I think the fundamental... Um, understanding of it is uh, probably about the same. You still try to build new things or create new solutions for to make life better. Basically, engineers are people providing new solutions. So I think the, the biggest difference is that back, back then we do not have uh, solutions like in black box or something like that, where it is more available nowadays in the market. For example, you can just pull off a Wi-Fi module or Bluetooth module and you just put it into your product and you have a wireless communication product. Uh, back then, we probably have to design with some ICs or baseband ICs from some some uh, suppliers that we have to build uh, a working uh, module out of it. I think that's, to me, that's the biggest difference. Okay, that that's a lot of difference and clearly between engineering decades ago and engineering today, we do expect these kinds of differences. And do you think that there is a future for the engineering industry and where do you see this industry in a few years? As far as I understand, or in my opinion, engineering will never, will never die. There's always a demand for engineers. It's just that um, the requirement will change. Uh, I, I can speak more for just for the uh, electronics because I was from there. Like I said, I think decades ago, we are looking at CDMA, not even GSM. And right now, we are talking about 4G, 5G. So, um, future for engineers is always there. Uh, it's just as, just evolving or ever-changing. So, I think the, the real thing is that the, the engineers, uh, future engineers, they just have to keep upgrading and uh, just keep learning new stuff or get be ready for what, whatever the new world is, uh, has a request or requirement for it. Okay, now that we've uh, established that there's a bright future for engineering, which fields of engineering do you think uh, will be the most wanted in the future and which will eventually die out? Ah, <laughs> this is a question probably not many people can answer, not myself as well. So I, I think, like I said, engineering is always, uh, there's always a future for engineers because it's, it's changing. So, but you can't... Um, naturally uh, point out that what, which part of the engine fuel will be obsoleted or, or something like that. The thing is that uh, we probably, if you look at engineering, engineering is part of life actually. So if uh, you really have to follow if what's your interest, for example, myself, I'm more interested in electronics and uh, electrical engineers, but not so much on the electrical side. So I am looking at more on computers and software, all that. And uh, of course, it doesn't encompass everything because we still have the mechanical engineers, the civil engineers, and uh, there are even biomedical engineers and all kinds of engineering in the future. So uh, naturally, there will be some 
engineering works that are not required in the future anymore. But that doesn't mean that the engineers are not required because whatever base knowledge that they have will help them in changing or in meeting up with the new requirements on the new form of engineering. Okay, and uh, what do you think are the biggest problems or just any problems that the industry is facing today? Well, I don't think you can generalize the engineering industry because um, engineering is such a wide field. So I think the biggest problem I do see is that uh, there's uh, a lot of information on the even on the internet or on in different discipline or a different field. So the real biggest challenge for individual as an engineer uh, is how to acquire enough knowledge or know-how to meet the requirements in that particular field. Uh, maybe just for example, if you are looking at uh, to become a software engineer, so are you equipped with all the different knowledge in different languages, uh, the ever-changing uh, platforms and all that? So, I mean, this just are some examples that I can give. Okay, and um, uh, can you tell us what uh, you are currently working on? And even though you're not an engineer anymore, how your knowledge in engineering has helped you with what you're working on today? Okay, I, I, I don't work as an engineer anymore, but I so still deal with uh, engineers day to day. So uh, I, I run a company that uh, does, uh, we are in the construction industry. So we, we do waterproofing and uh, some kind of uh, construction stuff for buildings. So um, maybe just a little bit of uh, description into what we do from the waterproofing point of view. Uh, if you look at a building, what you want to waterproof is the primary objective is to prevent water getting into a building uh, and prevent the hassle. So from basement, we are talking about preventing water from uh, underground getting into your building. So of course, you have to... Um, design and uh, a system that can uh, protect the building uh, to prevent water getting in. Uh, besides design, from the engineering aspect, of course, you have to do drawings, you have to make sure that the uh, implementation, execution and using the correct material, assessing the site and uh, all kinds of possible uh, hindrance or obstacles to overcome in order to achieve what you need as a solution. So I think this is very close to engineering um, kind of solution, even though I cannot classify it as purely engineering work in that sense. Okay, and have you ever worked for a company before? You are managing one now, but how would you describe a day in your life as an engineer in the days where you used to work for a company? Okay, then in that case, I have to split it into a couple of parts because uh, when I started off as uh, from graduating from uh, NTU, uh, I started off as a firmware engineer. So that part is a little bit hectic because I was new and uh, uh, I didn't do a lot of uh, software programming in, uh, during the study times, I mean the, the signing days. So uh, it was a new field that I went into and assembly language in particular, it's not a very easy language to learn because it goes all the way down to the bits, literally bits of the controller. So uh, in order to make it work, and we have to work with a lot of constraint to make sure that this, the uh, size of the program is not that big and so that it can squeeze into a microcontroller. So uh, those were the 
days that we actually, there are days when we are on project, we actually work right close to like 16 hours, 14 hours a day sometimes, uh, especially towards the end of the uh, projects because we need to get the prototype tested and then uh, make sure that uh, all kinds of debugging and make sure that it doesn't uh, kind of... Uh, uh, jam the machines or whatever at the end of it so I can remember or recall one incident is that one of the tests we did for example on a CD player we literally hold the uh, CD tray to prevent it from from uh, closing during debugging and uh, unfortunately the set actually shut down because I think the software or firmware that I did were, didn't cater for that kind of a situation so we have to debug it and uh, resolve that from another aspect because if a consumer buy a CD player and somehow the CD tray is jammed and then the, the set shut down by itself, that may indicate that the player has some kind of a problem. So we, we got that resolved and actually uh, that was the product that I re re uh, referred to earlier on that I saw in the supermarket that I was selling. So that was uh, the first part. So I would say that when you start off as a fresh engineer, it can be quite hectic. It can be long, long working hours, but that does not mean that, of course, you have no free day because when you're not on project, then you're fine. And then the second part of it is more on uh, RF design. I work more like a RF design engineer. So uh, we use, I, I, I use a lot of uh, CAD software. I did prototype. Uh, design and then doing back and forth uh, reiterations of uh, prototype and then we, we do testing in the field uh, because we need to do range tests we need to do analyze the data received over RF uh, channel all, ki all kinds of stuff even we look at encryptions and how to reduce the data sent so that we do not need uh, more power when you try to transmit it over the RF channel so so that's the that's the second part of it uh it gets a little bit easier along the way, even though it's a new challenge because uh, I've already acquired some kind of uh, experience from the first first uh, job. Then the third phase was more like uh, still in the engineering, but I don't really do the hand, hand to, or day-to-day -day design anymore. Uh, I do manage a, a team of uh, engineers. Um, when it comes to problem solving or debugging, so... It makes it a little bit easier in that sense because I understand both software and hardware and some kind of design and point the engineers to uh, areas where they can start looking at for problems. So, yeah, that's roughly explain the uh, engineering career in the first phase of it. And after that, I decided that I should do something new. So I become an entrepreneur in that sense. Okay, and um, having been a long-time engineer, do you have any suggestions for prospective engineers, for those who want to study engineering in college, and uh, what way, in what way they can decide which field of engineering is most suitable for him or her? Okay, like I say, engineering always has a future because engineers are always needed. It's just that in, uh, in which field or in what form. Uh, whether a person should go into which field of engineering really depends on what the person is looking for or what, what actually interests the person. Because not to, not to forget that I mentioned that in the earlier days of entering um, career, you probably may spend long hours working in the same field. So if it's something that you are not 
interested in, I wouldn't even put the word passion in, uh, it is difficult to continue. So uh, whether you should go into electrical, electronic, mechanical, civil, or even biochemical or chemical engineering or what, uh, you have to actually ask yourself is when you want to do a engineering or you want to get yourself into an engineering career, what actually interests you most or what do you want to find out most or what do you want to, what kind of solution that you want to uh, create? For example, you're always asking questions on how does computer works, how does software works, then maybe a software engineer or electronics engineer. But if you're always asking yourself questions like, uh, why is the building looking like this? How can I make the building look better or more efficient or what? Maybe you're a civil engineer. Uh, then of course so and so forth but having said that that doesn't limit yourself to one discipline because uh, if you look at the building itself uh, there are all kinds of engineers involved it's not just civil engineers there are electric electronic engineers if you look at the smart buildings that we are talking about nowadays there are always electronic engineers software engineers hardware engineers all forms so the the real challenge for the younger generation is that I think for the very least, you need to have an interest in engineering and how to get things to work and find a solution to it. I think that's, that's the most important part of it. Okay, uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Casey. That's all the questions uh, we have for uh, today and we hope to hear from you again. Thank You're you. Welcome.